I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I went and tried a bunch of stuff out to figure out what to do. What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Spindrift, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In today's episode, we are talking about marketing and advice for people in their 20s. Also, in your 30s and beyond, it's good for you in this episode, too. This episode is a segment from an interview I did with the My First Million podcast. That's a show hosted by my good buddies, Sam and Sean. I think you're going to really enjoy this piece. A lot of people really love this piece, so I wanted to share it just with you. Before we dive into the episode, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash okdork. Uh, we've had some really amazing videos come out recently about interviewing poker players, yacht owners, and asking 80-year-old entrepreneurs whether it was worth it. Check it out at youtube.com slash okdork. There's a few things in marketing. I'll say three things. Number one, have a just singular goal. Facebook did it. AppSumo.com has done it. And I think with even recently with my dork world and helping people overcome fear and, and start businesses... I'm kind of like having a bunch of goals. I'm like, here's our TikTok goal. Here's our Instagram goal. Here's our email list goal. Here's our organic traffic goal. Here's this. I'm like, what is our most important goal? And I was like, just even pick one for some period of time. And so I think I've come into that realization. Like, let's just pick YouTube and just be okay with that. And guess what? That'll rise all other ships. So don't be ignorant, ignorant of those other ones, but just focus on one. Second thing is that as I was doing a lot of this content recently, which has gotten me really fulfilled, it feels good, feels great. Second thing that's been most critical, and this is really hard because everyone says they do this or wants to do this, but doesn't, who is my audience? Who is the audience that I really want to be helping and communicate with? Because on one hand, I want to connect with like nine-figure CEOs and 10-figure CEOs. And I, you know, I actually don't think there's a lot of content of how do you go from seven to eight or eight to nine, and I can share how we do it. But that audience is really small, and they don't really yeah. need as much help. And so we've realized like our audience is dudes, 25 to 40, that have tried to start a business, that haven't been successful, that are afraid of failing and need a little bit of help. And so I think the second part of marketing that I've gotten revisiting is who am I really trying to talk to? And what are the words? So like, here's some words that we've even identified that our audience resonates with. Rat race, freedom. So I'm like, really? All right. Self-doubt. So those are some of the things that I'm thinking about. And then the third part that we're, we're thinking, and I think this is applicable for every business is what is your unique strategy of success? So with that, we have two parts. One, what's our core messages that we're this is our unique like bread and butter that you will know. I was talking with Ramit about this and he's like, what did the, you have so many messages, just pick three. So I was like, all right, challenges to overcome fear, million dollar weekend and behind the scenes of an eight figure company. That's the three that we're going to do. And that's it. So one, what's your goal? Pick one goal. Number two, who is your customer? Number three, what is your core messages that people know you for? So for me, those are the three that I'm going to be known for. Challenges, which I always tell people to do the coffee challenge, which is ask for 10% off when you buy coffee. You're going to be afraid. You're going to learn about yourself and you're going to grow. Secondly is behind the scenes of an eight-figure company. There's not a lot of people that have that experience and I can do that. And the third part is how do you actually get a million-dollar business or a hundred-dollar, you know, a million-dollar business started in a weekend, which I've done many, many times and I, I can share, which is unique. And then the, the last part of this marketing equation that I think I'm exploring and revisiting around all these things is what is my unique strategy or what is my strategy of doing that? I think where I've been very successful is I just do a lot of stuff and eventually something works. But I think I will be even more successful slowing down, being a little more thoughtful with these things. And so our unique strategy lately has been do the fast stuff, but on lower risk items. So basically tweet and Instagram and LinkedIn post fucking everything. And then based on what works, aligning to our core messages, that's what we'll go deeper in. That's what we'll write a blog post about. That's what we'll do an interview about. That's what we will do a YouTube video about. And so it's just having a higher likelihood of home runs. I think one question is what Delta would I have chosen? And I'll tell you exactly what that was. At 21, I didn't even know what a BS was. I got, I got it from Berkeley. I was like, oh, Bachelor of Science is cool. Everyone kind of follows a stream, right? Like when you graduate from college, which I, I think less and less is becoming important, 
everyone's like, oh, get a job, go to Intel, go to wherever. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what everyone's doing. But I've always wanted to start my own company. I just didn't know what to do. And so I think the two things that I did really well when I had that day job at Intel was I used that as my investor. And the two things I'd recommend is that I started a lot of businesses. So if you're like, I don't have any idea, two things you can do. One, go to sendfox.com and start a newsletter and send an email once a week for 52 weeks. That's number one. Or number two, go on YouTube, take the Ryan Holiday Challenge and post a video on YouTube for 30 days. Start there. The second thing that I did is that I connected with people very aggressively and I asked anyone I knew for anyone that they knew that was really smart. That's how I met Tim Ferriss. That's how I met Orrin Hoffman, Dave McClure, James Hong, Max Levchin, Ramit Sethi. I basically put on events. I hosted lunches. I organized conferences. I didn't know anyone, but I wanted to bring smart people together. So if you don't know any smart people, find one smart person, say, hey, you should meet this smart person and then just go and hang out with both of them, guy and girl. And guess what? You could do it on Zoom if you're in a remote country. Or if you don't have any connections, I think one of the ones I've really observed lately, every person I've hired that's been the most impressive has done two things. They've offered something for free, a value that I've wanted, and they did it without asking. And those people have been the most impressive. And guess what? Now they're like, hey, I want to meet this person. I want to do this thing. I want to grow here. I'm like, most of them are now working with me. That was something very early on. I was very aggressive on meeting people and just trying to build my brand. In terms of career, one thing I did very well is I was really great about following my curiosity and things I was really excited about. So I really loved Facebook and I really loved Mint. And I was like, I'll do whatever it takes to work there. I think the only difference I would have chosen is find someone 10 to 20 years ahead of me that I think is doing the things I would like to do in 10 to 20 years and be obsessed or aggressive in figuring out how to make them excited to want to be a part of my life. So I had one guy, Doug Hirsch, who was my boss at Facebook, and it didn't really work out as well for as a mentorship. But it's nice because like you can say, oh, that's how you do a relationship. Oh, that's how you do a career. And it'll shortcut it. The real most important thing is how do you get them to give a fuck about you? And the best way to do that is help them with whatever things they're working on. I mean, I think the only other thing that I was doing at the time that I think everyone should do. So number one, build your brand in some way, even if you're not trying to be a personal brand. I think practicing writing is a skill you can use in sales, you can use in development, you can use in design, you can use it almost literally forever. I think the connections, very valuable. Literally, probably the reason I'm a multimillionaire is because I've been been able to meet and help people and connect people, connecting and meeting. But the third thing was that I was starting a lot of businesses. And I think what's beautiful is if, especially earlier in your life, your cost of living is so damn low. And my cost of living is still damn low because I'm, I haven't grown up in some ways and I'm maturing in certain ways that it's so low that you should take a lot of risk very early on in trying a lot of things out. So like when I was working at Intel, I was doing this college consulting. I did a thing called ninjacard.com. I was putting on these conferences that I charged for. And then I was working at Mint. I started doing the Facebook apps. Like I did all these games and I started making a lot of money. And I was working at morning. I was working on weekends. I was working at lunch. I was working at nights. I kept going and I kept trying a lot of different. And eventually after probably two and a half, three years, graduating in 04, and three, three years later, my side hustle finally became my main hustle. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as I did making it for you. Send me feedback about this one at Noah Kagan on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I love hearing what you think about it. That's at Noah Kagan. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go do some marketing tactics together. Also, remember to subscribe to my email list. That is sendfox.com slash Noah. Sendfox.com slash Noah. I put my best tips into a single short email each and every week and hook up exclusive content just for those email subscribers. Finally, a couple shout outs to the amazing team I get to work with. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for doing these episodes. Big shout out to Jeremy and Cam. It is so amazing what they do with these videos, the, the raw version to what people end up seeing on YouTube. Uh, big shout out to those guys. Thank you so much for, for working with me and doing the magic you do. Have an incredible day. <laughs> What's your favorite day of the week? <laughs>